like nostalgic movie review from Nerdy. <clears throat> well, hello, everybody. Hello, welcome back to New Nostalgic Movie Reviews. I'm David. And I'm Steven. 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 And <laughs> this week, we're looking at everything, everywhere, all at once. That was my different multiverse personalities coming out. Okay. <laughs> Just go with it, all right? All right. Okay. <laughs> this movie came out in 2022. It was rated R. It's two hours and 19 minutes long. The IMDb synopsis for this is a middle-aged Chinese immigrant is swept up into an insane adventure in which she alone can save existence by exploring other universes and connecting with the lives she could have led. Cast and crew. So the cast and crew for this uh, director is Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheiner, or Sheiner. So I don't know if I'm saying those right. If I say names wrong, I I apologize. I don't mean to. Uh, it's the two Daniels. Yeah, yeah. I have heard it called that a lot. The two Daniels. So I'll just do that. The two mm-hmm. Daniels. Uh, this movie stars Michelle Yeoh, uh, Stephanie Su, Jamie Lee Curtis, Ki Hei Kwan, James Hong, Tally and Metal, and I'll throw in Harry Shum Jr. and Jenny Slate as well, just because those are two actors I really enjoy. It's a it's a pretty uh really well cat like casted yeah set of people here. Like and it's star studded, but I just I love it. All the people in this movie just do a phenomenal job. Yes, yes they do. Um seriously, I mean, this movie got so many Oscar nominations and so many Oscar wins for a reason. Uh, the casting for this, the way that these people acted in this movie is just absolutely incredible so that's going to make our next segment so much harder to go through yeah <laughs> might just be a, a lore dump of uh, favorite people so i guess with that best performance uh i think my favorite performance uh it's kind of split between two i mean oh god it's so hard i, I think my absolute favorite is Kihei Kwan. Yep, yep. I think he yep. did an amazing job as Waymond. Uh, I also really love uh, Michelle Yeoh. I mean, she, of course, I mean, she's in most of the, the all the scenes of the movie. Yeah. She does so good. But, and then I think kind of the unsung heroes are like Stephanie Sue and Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, I don't know, all four of them, I just think. And then, you know, my boy James Hong, like he does amazing. <laughs> like I don't know, there's so many, but I think my favorite is probably Kihei Kwong. Uh, yeah, I, I have to agree. Kihei Kwong was just the most standout performance. And for people who don't remember, don't know, he was short round in the Indiana Jones movie. Um, he hasn't acted in a long time, I think, before this, if I'm correct. Yeah, he was. He was also in the Goonies. Yes, and kind of a little bit. Uh, he kind of retired from acting at the age of like 13. Mm-hmm. And cause I mean, he thought he was going to be like after Goonies and, you know, he was doing a lot of TV stuff. He uh, kept getting like typecast as the same thing. Yeah. So I think he was just ready to move on and he ended up going to like film school and learning a lot. And he's, he's worked on a lot of movies. He, he worked on uh, the original X-Men. Uh, Ooh, he worked okay. on, uh the one with jet lee oh nice like, I, I, think, that one. I think he was a flight coordinator or stunt coordinator maybe but 
uh, I, I don't remember everything he's done, but he, he did a lot of stuff. And then this was like his breakout role back into acting at like, yeah. was he 50 now? Something like that. I don't know. I, I, I feel bad that he quit acting when he did. I felt like that he could have done so much more, but I'm really happy with the way his life turned out because of this movie. And it seems like he had a lot of cool experiences working on film itself and going to film school. So I don't know, just he's amazing. He's spectacular (laughs) in this movie. He does a lot of his own stunts. Like I, I will bring up a couple of his different scenes later, but some of his fight scenes in this movie are absolutely awesome (laughs) in the most ridiculous of ways. Let's just say there's a reason why he won an Oscar for this movie. Yes. <laughs> and like, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of like the Oscars and awards and stuff. Cause I feel like a lot of the movies that usually get picked are, you know, very meh. Oscar bait movies. <laughs> yeah. Oscar bait movies. But this movie won a lot of awards, for, you know, at the Oscars. And I think it earned those. Like yeah. this is one of those movies that I actually agree really earned the award this movie and parasite because parasite was the first uh foreign movie to ever win an oscar for best picture of the year um where it was some of those asian representation that just hasn't been in the oscars ever and hasn't ever gotten the credit they deserve for the fantastic filmography that they have coming from their countries and seeing a lot of these actors and being the primarily asian cast movie it that and like crazy rich Asians and a bunch of all these movies that have been coming out lately and really showing a lot of that. It's just amazing. And I love that they're actually getting the credit they deserve because everyone in this movie deserves all the credit they get for this movie. It's just fantastic. Well, I don't know how true this is or not, but um, I heard somewhere that one of the reasons Kihei Kwan came to this movie and actually like came back to acting was because of the movie crazy rich Asians, Mm -hmm. you know, seeing that the Asian people are not being typecast anymore for, you know, certain roles like he was back in the day. So I think, uh, yeah, I heard that that movie was one of the reasons why he got back into acting. Yeah. One of the craziest things to me though, is Michelle uh, Yu was actually not originally cast as the lead role in this movie. Jackie really? Chan was. That's funny because they were both in a movie together. Like, yeah, it was. Uh, I, think, I don't Super know what Cop? movie. I think it's Super Cop. Is it Super? Yeah, they, uh, that's pretty funny. That's great. Um, which they actually brought that up because Jackie actually ended up turning it down. I think at one point, and they were like talking about other people and I, th- I don't remember if Jackie brought it up or if they brought it up like I think he might have brought up his co-star and he brought up Michelle Yeoh and they ended up going with her and they liked the dynamic of the wife being the protagonist of the movie more than the husband being the protagonist of the movie because it was almost going to be role soft where uh, um, it was going to be completely different but <laughs> well, she just knocked it out of the park she was amazing yes and it's good to see her in like a full lead role and especially because i haven't seen her in a lot of movies in a while but she's in some of my favorite movies (laughs) and now she's in almost every movie (laughs) yeah um and then i like to talk about uh stephanie sue i think her character in this movie 
she has to play so many different characters and go yes over so many different emotions that like every scene she's in makes me feel a different way. And I think she does so well at the job she's doing. Like every version of joy that she plays is so unique and I agree. well done. Well, and she plays a really good representation for the LGBT community um, that I just absolutely really loved. And even like as little of a role as her girlfriend plays in this, Becky, uh, Talia Medell, I absolutely loved it. And she had one of my like softest favorite moments in this where uh, there she, she's talking to Gong Gong and like Michelle Yeoh says that it's her girlfriend and she's just sitting there like, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> like, I just, I, I love uh, her character in this movie. For as little as she's in this movie, she plays such a really standout role and it's such an important role in this movie that, I, I don't know, I, I think it's also something to rave about. Yeah. Um, so I guess, do you have any other favorite performances? Um... Her best? <laughs> The weirdest performance for me, not necessarily the best, was just Harry Shum Jr. <laughs> His ratats ratatouille or raccoonatouille. <laughs> uh, Rakakuni. Rakakuni, that's what it was. <laughs> Rakakuni, which I wanted to bring this up. Fun fact. And this fact I actually just learned about today. Okay. Rakakuni was voiced by Randy Newman. He, you know, the guy that does the music for all the Pixar movies. Oh, you got a friend okay. in me. Yeah, yeah. Rakakuni was voiced by Randy Newman. That's and that amazing. makes me so happy. I don't know why, <laughs> but it was like the biggest revelation today that I just, I love it. That, that's amazing. <laughs> so, so there, best performance, Randy Newman as Rakakuni. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I guess besides that, oh, do you want to go on to our next section? Yeah, we could move on to our favorite moments. So what is one of your favorite moments? Good sir. So I have like four or five written down, so I apologize. <laughs> we'll have to get, we'll have to maybe do a back and forth here. Uh, I have four written down as well. <laughs> so I guess kind of a generalization of the movie. I love seeing like the different universes. I love yeah. the similarities and differences, just all that stuff. Um, I think one of my absolute favorite moments is the first scene in the tax office where Wayman from the other universe comes in and there's that whole scene of him quickly explaining to Evelyn what's going on and then the back and forth. And then when he finally gets in to do his first fight scene with a fanny pack, like it's, it's a really enjoyable scene. I love that first scene. I mean, I have the fanny pack fight scene is one of my favorite scenes, too. That scene is like I even thought for a second because there's times where he almost looks like Jackie Chan. Uh, like I was like, did Jackie Chan stunt double for this or something? And that's when I found <laughs> out that he did his own stunt for this and he did a lot of the, his fighting for this. And I was like, oh, damn, <laughs> like which, which. Yeah. Amazing. I was like, damn, like this is some good. And it felt like a Jackie Chan style of fight. Like it. Yeah. Especially like him putting the. uh fish rocks like the fish tank rocks into his fanny pack and using his fanny yeah. pack as a weapon and using like the buckle to even go like up someone's nose 
I even love when he first, he unhooks the buckle, does the whole fight, and finishes the fight by whipping the fanny pack back around his waist and buckling it. <laughs> yep. like, so, it, it, it felt oh. so Jackie Chan, and it was the best thing ever, because for anybody who's watched a lot of Asian culture movies, Jackie Chan's fight choreography is second to none. Like, And this movie gave me those same feelings and those same vibes so much that I just like I had to rave about the fight scenes in this movie. (laughs) Oh, yeah. All really good, silly and creative. Uh, Um, What's one of your other favorite moments? So one of my other favorite ones is arguably just it's the it's like one of the weirdest because it's completely silent and it's all text based, but it's the rock world. I never, I never would have thought that a scene with just rocks and subtitles, because they can't talk. The rocks have googly eyes on them. I never thought I would watch a scene like that. That actually made me cry. It's so <laughs> like, good. It's so good. <laughs> it's so so good. It's. I've actually saw this thing in separate different interviews. Both Michelle Yeoh and Stephanie Sue both revealed that the rock universe was their favorite moment, even though neither of the actors were seen or heard throughout the entire scene. So even with all the crazy things they did in this movie and all the stunts they did and all the crazy scenes they were in, both of their favorite scene was the rock universe scene. And it's just because it's, it's insanely impactful. And in a, a movie as crazy and as chime jumpy and universe jumpy and flashy as it is, having a moment where it's just two rocks just talking about how they shouldn't worry about any of their worries because they're just rocks now it's so great it's so amazing and there's some loving like great mother-daughter moments in that scene especially when they go back to the rock universe the second time and they're showing her like running away and her like diving off the cliff after her there's it's so impactful it's ridiculous like you said it's ridiculous having a scene with no dialogue and no actors mm-hmm. in it be as good as it is. Yeah. Um, one of my other favorite scenes comes towards the end. Uh, I love the speech that Waymond gives to Evelyn towards oh, the end of the movie, kind of talking oh. about why and how he fights. Yeah. And it's just like he, he talks about, um, you know, he's not naive and he is very st- strategic and necessary. And he says... Um, it's how I've learned to survive through everything. That is how I fight. But yeah. it's just, I don't know, his little speech there is just, it's so powerful. Well, and and I really her, enjoyed it. All of her realizations of all the things that he's done for her in that mm-hmm. moment during that speech, the, sh- the really like makes her fall in love with him again because they were leading towards divorce. Like, um, it's so, so so pure so good <laughs> and i love how her realization like wayman's character has been enlightened this whole movie and i love how her realization is like her enlightenment which in this movie is like about letting go and embracing like your quirks yeah and i, I don't know i really love it um one of my other favorite scenes is uh joy's explanation of the everything bagel and why and how she created the bagel i think it's interesting it's like kind of a look at nihilism and the bagel itself is like a bagel of nihilism like it's it's (laughs) interesting i don't know 
And then also the joy of googly eyes throughout the movie. I love all the different googly eye scenes, but I I like the explanation of everything bagel. It's cool. Okay. Uh, For me, one of my favorite other scenes is uh, the first time we see Joy's evil character. I forgot what they call her. Uh, Oh, yeah. I don't remember. But uh, Abe Yaga or something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, something something interesting like that. I can't remember exactly, but I her opening scene felt so Harley Quinn esque at times. That like, like hall fight she does. Yeah, where cause she a... even makes that guy's head explode into confetti, which felt so much like the most recent uh, outing of Harley Quinn, where she even used like the confetti gun. Which I think actually that was Birds of Prey. I think she did that in, but oh uh, no, she used a uh, a beanbag gun in Birds of Prey. Yeah, the, the confetti thing you're talking about is in Suicide Squad when oh, she's yeah, yeah. like blowing up all the people's heads with confetti. Yes. Yeah, so it, it just was very like reminiscent of that sometimes. Um, but it was very unique, just her shifting characters like throughout the fight into whatever she needed and how she did it so fluently. Like the way it's shot is so brilliant. And even her, like, using giant dildos <laughs> as weapons. As weapons. <laughs> it's so ridiculous in so many ways and way more, like, <laughs> than I, I was expecting. Because I think the last time I saw a dildo fight was, I think it was in Neighbors with Zac Efron and Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> that movie. <laughs> uh one of my uh, like before we move on <laughs> okay. to our next segment, I got one more favorite moment, and it's only because it is the most awkward and hilarious scene ever. And oh it, yeah! And it is <laughs> it it is the hot dog fingers. Oh I no! Think, you like that? No. I think, I think it is so funny, and I don't know. Like it, no. it's one of those awkward. Like what the fuck is happening? Like it's just so awkward. And I love it because it's so weird. Also, if you no. get a chance, watch the bloopers and behind the scenes because there are moments where like Jamie Lee Curtis and Michelle Yeoh are like flipping each other off with the hot dog fingers <laughs> and just kind of slapping it all around. It's so funny. So I think for how bizarre and silly it is, I love it. I That was one of the scenes for me that was... A huge stretch that was so <laughs> far bizarre like because everything in the universe explanation so far was uh the, the other universes happen because of different choices that you make but then she's somehow a- able to access worlds where anatomy had been changed and i'm like well, well how does that make sense your your argument here is invalid because you were just talking about how you love a world where people are rocks I mean, yes. So, so was it by choice that they were rocks? I'm just saying, argument invalid because there are worlds where other things are just different. I mean, very valid point. And using my own love for a certain scene against me is brutal. And fuck you, but <laughs> God damn it! I can't even say anything anymore. You ruined it. <laughs> Burn. Yeah. Burn. <laughs> all right 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 i'll give that to you uh my other favorite thing that it was just another ridiculous thing was pinky foo 
Yeah, that was pretty epic. Just watching, <laughs> so like, watching the montage of her doing push-ups with her pinkies <laughs> and, like, getting them all strong, and they have, like, biceps on them. And yeah. It's like, so what? funny. What a cool movie. So um, bizarre. So I'm sure we're going to talk about more favorite moments in the spoiler yes. section. Uh, so we'll go ahead and move on to, uh, I guess... What's next? So next week, we are looking at Steven's pick, uh, Singing in the Rain, classic yes. musical. Yes, which I believe is your first time watching it, correct? Yep, I hadn't seen it before. I'd seen a couple of the uh, a couple of scenes of like the very famous songs in it, but yeah. I've never seen the whole movie all the way through before, so it's going to be which, a very fun experience. I think it's one your wife loves, because I think she was excited to... Oh yeah, she, it's yeah. it's one of her favorite musicals. I know she really enjoys it. So she's she's been kind of you know like kicking me in the teeth for having never seen it, you know, because I watch a lot of movies. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to jump into it. I, I'm excited to hear your take on it. It's it's a very old classic musical. I I can't wait to watch it again. I actually showed uh, Jen, my wife, your sister, that for the first time a few years back. So. I'm interested to watch it again myself. Yeah, so join us for that. And now I guess uh, we can move on to the spoilers, the su- our summary. Let's sum it up. When I was I was writing out this summary and having a really hard time with it, and that's because this <laughs> movie, this movie is a lot. Uh, it is, it's both very abstract but also very direct at the same time yes uh but basically this movie is about a family searching for meaning in their whole like their meaning of their life in the whole universe and multiverse mm-hmm. it's also about motherhood and acceptance yeah uh so this uh movie is about of course evelyn you know is the main character and uh, she's in this universe and basically she is in the worst universe for her character, uh, like set in the least successful universe. All of her other universes, she's do- doing something special. And in this one, she is she owns and runs a laundromat with her family, mm-hmm. um, which I kind of love this because it also um, is a great. I guess heroic thing in movies where they have the most incapable people are the chosen ones. I kind of love that ideology there, but um, so it's set in this uh, unsuccessful universe where uh, she's just struggling and you see all this imagery of uh, like circles and bagels everywhere. Yeah. And they have to go into the tax office and a majority of this movie is set in this tax office. There's, there's actually not a lot of different locations for jumping around multiverses. There are, you know, of course those locations, but in this universe, the main two locations are the laundromat and the tax office. Yeah. Especially because they live above the laundromat. So even Mm -hmm. in their house scene, it's still inside the laundromat. (laughs) Yeah, and in this universe, like, we get flashbacks and scenes that, like, basically everything going on with her in this universe, everything she wants to do goes bad. Yeah. And she's always having these dreams and thinking about what could have been if I, you know, decided to do one thing over another. Um, yeah. I guess, you know, what do you think? Uh, so I definitely, like, especially, like, when they were describing to her, 
like why like she was so bad and like why they think she's a good pick to be like the one to save the universe or whatever uh wayman uh, alphaverse wayman like says that you're the worst you but you made way for all the other versions of you to succeed and you can do anything because you're bad at everything (laughs) and so she's actually the most capable at being able to grabbing uh, everyone's other memories and knowledges from all of these other universe and connect with all these other universes because of how broken she is and how bad she is at everything. So I thought that was like a really interesting concept that like this is supposedly like the worst version of her. And there's a lot at the beginning of this movie where almost like character wise, I didn't really like her because She's about to get divorced with her husband. She's not very tolerant to her or accepting of her daughter. Uh, She's very much hiding from her father and not wanting to confront her father about a lot of things that she had trauma and problems with in the past. And she's just struggling with a lot. Well, and it's this whole thing where she's, I think as a mother, she's accepting of her daughter and that her daughter has a girlfriend but she is not ready to accept it enough to introduce them to her own father because yeah. her own father, you know, has a very different way of living. Um, but like, I also really love this movie, you know, like Waymond, uh, he doesn't really have much of a character arc in this movie, which, yeah. you know, normally I would really like dog on a movie for, but I love his character the most because he's already, like I mentioned earlier, like enlightened, but I love how, Waymond, he attacks problems with empathy and silliness. Mm-hmm. Like he he tries to find the light in everything. And he kind of just holds and keeps the family together. Whereas yeah. there's Evelyn and Joy, and they basically I don't know, it's it's really funny. They so they end up, you know, saving the multiverse. Yeah. From themselves. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, it's like it's their fault yeah. that the end of the multiverse is happening. So it's kind of cool seeing that they save it from themselves. Well, um, and they only save it from themselves because <laughs> of Waymond. Yeah, exactly. Like for because of Waymond and because Evelyn finally realizes how she feels. And yeah, which I don't know. Like I heard something earlier and I just I think it's really profound, but not profound. Yeah. I don't know. I love it. But this movie, like, the main point of this movie, like, what it's about is it's about finding your joy. Yeah. No no pun intended. She spends (laughs) the whole... Evelyn spends the whole movie looking for joy. And and it's in her own backyard. Exactly. It's in her own backyard. (laughs) Little Dickie Roberts. Um, Bono, I just... It's so good. It is, and one of the things like you were talking about, uh, Wayman not having much of a character arc. I love that almost every single version of him is all this like light enlightened being too. Like he's not, like he's always like a good person, a very stable person. Very, uh, he doesn't like do anything crazy in any of his roles. Like any of the different universes we see of him, it's all very composed. It's very chill it's very accepting it's very welcoming to michelle yo in every way and trying to help her in every way and even in the world where they spent most of their lives apart 
he still was very accepting to talk to her and talk to her about things and wonder what things would have been like if they actually stayed together and all these other things. Well, and I really love that because that ties into my favorite moment of the film when he gives that speech to yep. her in, in that world where she's an actress and she flat out calls him naive. Yeah. And he said, I'm not being naive. I'm being the way I need to be, you know, basically to survive. Yep. And I just, I love his character so much. Yeah. But... It's ridiculous. You think so, my weakness, you think my insecure or my weakness is my naivety or my niceness or my willingness to help others and stuff like that. But it's actually like my strength. I get through the world because of how peaceful and nice and how accepting I am of everything and how I am willing to have a failing marriage and a failing laundry mat and still be happy and still find ways to find joy. <laughs> exactly. So, but I guess, you know, they uh, are moving back on to like the story. Yeah. When they get to the tax office, they meet, uh, what's her name? Deirdre. Yeah, Deirdre. Jamie Lee Curtis's character. And she's just amazing. She just works at the tax office and is telling them that they're in trouble. They're going to be audited, everything going on. And I think it's really interesting watching the different versions of her character too because yeah. her character is kind of down in the dumps in this world and like i said this is the most unsuccessful universe everyone yeah. is having basically the shittiest time and it's kind of cool that like it talks about how her character tends to be you know so standoffish or you know attacking others because she's just she wants to be loved herself but no one will yeah you know i don't know i get a lot of that vibe but yeah um it's just really interesting no i agree um i like a lot of the different sayings and stuff even in this movie like there's a at one point you get heard that right is a box created by people who are afraid and i really love that line and the line delivery of it because it is so true like a lot of people say it's oh, it's not right to do it they put like a box around like you're never supposed to do anything but this and it's like that's not always true it's not not most things in this world are not black and white you can't just put a box around something and say this is the truth and everything else is false it's like that's not how the world works there are circumstances, there are situations for anything where things can be taken differently or done differently or said differently or felt differently. And everyone's going to have their own ways to interpret everything like that. And everyone finds their own version of right. We do that in the world today. What I think is right and just in the world, a lot of people would say I'm crazy for. A lot of people like even hate tattoos and stuff like that. I have 10 of them. Oh, no, I'm such an evil person. <laughs> like, there's I just... Mean... Maybe not wrong. Yeah. Hey, you have tattoos too. (laughs) We got one together, bitch. (laughs) I love them. But, uh, yeah. No, I I really love just kind of the thoughts this movie gives you. And, like, it shows, you know, Evelyn's happiness and sadness. And I love one of my favorite, uh, it's very quick, but it's towards the end where it shows like her one of her happiest moments and it shows in this mirror and they're in their apartment or house above the laundromat. Mm-hmm. But one of their happiest moments, it shows 
Evelyn Wayman and Joy singing karaoke and yep. just having a blast. And it's, I don't know, it's very powerful. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, this movie just has a lot of great feelings to it. Um, like that scene kind of makes, you know, you think yeah. don't put your loved ones in the background, kind of yep. make them a priority in life. Yep. Because, I mean, you only have so much to live. And yeah. also find find someone you could do your laundry with. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, um, another thing I didn't bring up earlier, but I, I wanted to mention because I thought this was a really funny thing that I caught in the movie. And Jen kind of laughed that I caught this. At one point, Alphaverse Wayman is saying to her, uh, he's like, you ever feel weird you ever feel like your clothes never wear as well the next day and your hair never falls in quite the same way and then it jumps universes and she's listening to the song that was just quoted which is absolutely story of a girl by nine days (laughs) (laughs) like that's what they're listening to in the car on the radio and i laughed so hard because like i paused it right after he said that i was like oh my god and i started like singing the song and just like wait what and i was like he literally was saying the lyrics to a song (laughs) right there (laughs) and there's so many of those like tiny details it's almost as uh like the tiny details in this are as good as the spider-verse movies are with their tiny details for the Mm -hmm. different multiverses and I love that they even reference each other. Like we talked about in the last Spider-Verse movie that we did a review on how this, like the bagel in this was very much a reference that they did in those, that movie. <laughs> yeah. And when it comes to the, you know, the idea of the multiverse and stuff like that nowadays with movies, that's almost all you hear about now is multiverse. There's movies yeah. about every multiverse, all that, you know, dumb bullshit. And you know, there was a time where multiversal travel was new and exciting. And I got that feeling from this movie because it's such a really cool, different take on the multiverse. And yeah. I love how they explore it and how they even activate and access the memories of the person. Like, it's not, um, you know, going to a multiverse, a different universe and finding another version of yourself. They're doing these crazy things to access the memories and feelings of that person in the other universe. I just, yeah. I like that. Um, I also find even it, the traveling to different universes, having to do random crazy acts that you would never do, like get a paper cut in all like spaces in, of your fingers in between your fingers or yeah. Basically, to access the dip, you know, each universe, you have to do something so crazy that people normally wouldn't do. So, you know, there's Waymond cutting between all his fingers with the paper. I think the funniest one, it's basically a fight scene that it, it's something you would God. see in like it's something you'd see in like the Jackass movies or something. But yep. there's this one guy and they're fighting around the tax desk of uh, Deirdre's character. And she has a like an award on the desk or something that looks like an <laughs> anal plug. <laughs> it's, it's, I called it at the beginning of the movie. I'm like, man, someone's gonna get that shoved up their ass. <laughs> so there's this point during the fight scene <laughs> where this guy drops his pants and he doesn't he doesn't just like <laughs> shove it up his butt for the fight. No, he full on jumps off the desk butt first and lands on it Hi. just so he can access another. <laughs> like universe like 
Holy crap. First of all, like that is, it was so just daunting because I'm like, what? It was at that moment that I had my first like, what the fuck? (laughs) It's absolutely insane, but it's so funny. I love it. I love the silly fight choreography. They they fight with everything. It's great. Um, but yeah, I guess, do you have any more to say about your, like, summary, or do you want to kind of... No, that's about it. You know, like I said, it's really hard to talk about this movie without, one, spoiling everything, because the whole movie's a gigantic spoiler. Yeah. But also, the movie takes so many twists and turns, it's, it's almost hard to describe the movie. The thing I would say is, just go watch it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Fair. I guess, are you ready to move on to uh, what you would cut? A little off the top. See, as funny and as random as that scene is, I wonder if the <laughs> makeshift anal plugs <laughs> should stay in the movie. Because it it's is just so far out there. It is so just... It sticks out like a sore thumb in that movie. Um, I don't know if there's necessarily, like, there's so much in this movie that's packed into, like, this movie feels like to me that it's almost, like, they it should have been, like, three hours because it feels like there's just so much going on in a two-hour time frame, and I think that's why David struggled a little bit with creating a good summary for it because, like, it is ridiculous. Like you almost have to watch this movie multiple times to understand and see everything because there's just way too much going on in two hours and fourteen minutes. Like I almost think maybe a little bit of extension of time might have actually helped this movie in some aspects. Which I'm not saying it's bad in any ways. I, I still really enjoy this movie. I don't know what they would even add to it or anything for it, but I just think like for as much as stuff is going on it's hard to say like what i would cut other than some of just like the most random things i also i might possibly want to cut the hot dog fingers thing because that was just they stick on that one so long and it's so weird they keep going back to it and at first i was really like i really was gonna put that as something i definitely wanted to cut but then they had like that romance with deirdre and evelyn in the hot dog finger world and i was like what is this? It's weird how a scene where people have hot dogs for fingers can actually evoke so much emotion because you know it's yeah. a world where they're they're a couple and it's like I don't know it's it's heartwarming but yeah. awkward yeah yeah uh, yeah what about you so that uh I I don't think I'd cut anything um, okay I I think this movie is a work of art that was definitely needed for the time that it came out. Yes. It's it's a very profound movie. I think it is fun action and it's very silly. And for the happy silly kung fu movie it is, the time it came out was perfect. Yes. You know. So I I don't think I'd cut anything out. That's fair. Final thoughts and ratings. What would you rate this movie? I would rate this movie probably I definitely say it's a absolute must watch. Um, whether it's worth a buy or not is going to be dependent on a lot of things for you. But I think most people are going to absolutely enjoy this movie. 
I think a lot of people will gather a lot of information from this and maybe find some things in their life that they absolutely love. Um, there's just so many incredible things in this movie, and this movie deserves every award that it received, which I think it actually tied or beat the record for the... It won a lot. It won seven Oscar wins, including Best Picture, and becoming the most awarded pic- Best Picture winner since Slumdog Millionaire. So it is really, like, it, it deserves every award it got. All the actors in this is amazing, uh, or are amazing, it's not is amazing. I think every, th- there's not a bad actor in this movie. There's not, like, a horrible scene in this movie. There's nothing that just falls flat. Like, it keeps you invested throughout the entire movie. This movie is incredible in a lot of ways. Well said. Thank you. Um, yeah, for me, uh, this movie is a must-own, must-watch. Um, but that being said, everyone's takeaway from this movie is going to be vastly different. Yes. Everyone's going to have a different takeaway. So my opinion is just watch it for yourself. Just see for yourself what you'll think. And some people aren't going to like it as much as others, but I truly think this movie is a masterpiece. It is by far one of the best multiverse movies ever made. I don't think many multiverse movies will come close to it. I think between this and Spider-Verse, those are the multiverse movies. And it's funny that you brought up the movie The One earlier, because that's also one of my favorite multiverse movies. Right. Uh, Which a lot of the superhero multiverse stuff just has fallen kind of flat. I don't like a lot of where a lot of multiverse movies have gone recently. Seeing a movie like this come out, was just astounding and perfect in the way they were able to mix everything. Oh, and one of the things that I didn't bring up that I I really wanted to bring up, there's a really cool detail for people who actually speak a lot of the um, Asian languages. But So Evelyn speaks to her father in Cantonese, but she speaks to women in Mandarin, showing cultural differences in their upbringing. Evelyn speaks to Joy in Mandarin and in English, while Joy answers back in English and bad Chinese. Neither one finds their words to express their ideas clearly to each other, keeping them divided. So they even used language to show how divided they were as mother and daughter. And knowing that fact is brilliant. Like, it makes a lot of those scenes so much better. Yeah, this movie, this is definitely one of those movies when I first saw the commercial, I thought it looked really weird. I was like, yeah. what the hell am I watching? <laughs> But, like, my advice to everyone is just go watch the movie without looking up any reviews. Like, go in blind watching it. And you will just, you'll find your own experience. But it is so good. I would argue this movie is one of the greatest movies ever created. I'd I'd put it in the top ten. Wow. It's definitely, like, in my it's hard for me to say like a top 10 always like I always want to say that but then I feel like I say top 10 too much it, it's in my top like 50 or top 100 movies ever for sure I'd, I'd you know I'd still say top 10 fair fair <laughs> I'd, I you know even if I had a list of 100 best movies ever I'd still probably put this somewhere in the 10 all right 
Well, we it's hope that you good, guys so go watch it. <laughs> we hope you guys enjoyed everything everywhere all at once, all at once as much as we did, and we hope you listen to us everywhere. <laughs> all at once. <laughs> no, that sounded bad. I'll take that out. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of stumbled there, buddy. <laughs> it's okay. We all stumble sometimes. <laughs> it's what this movie's about. Yes. <laughs> uh, so again, join us next week for Singing in the Rain. Bye.